Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week, we travel to Finland. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week, we take you through a different country's national final and pick the cherry that we think deserves a second chance, a second bite of the cherry. At the end of the series, you, the listeners, will vote for your favourites. And at our live event, we will crown the winner of the Second Cherry Song Contest. Hello, Monty. Hello, Matt. We're back. We're back. I mean, it's a slight pause on proceedings, but yeah, we're back yeah. with Second Cherry proper. This is the actual Second Cherry podcast season. Yeah, we kind of had some footage. Footage? Uh, we did some coverage of Eurovision. We have to. How can we not? But um, this is what we're... This is what we're good at, really. This is what we're known for. <laughs> you say good at. Well. <laughs> known for. We, we have maybe. more than two listeners that are not us, so <laughs> that makes us good at it. Success. <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely in Liverpool, and thank you if you followed our progress and our adventures in Liverpool. We tried to bring you a flavour of what was happening there, as well as our now customary bonus episodes in the run-up to uh, Eurovision, where we previewed all of the entries. Yeah. And you downloaded and listened, so... Um, you certainly did. So we return. <laughs> Kicking off the new season, and we're going to look at Finland. Before we do, though, we have had some missives in our sack. So we're going to read them out for you. We had a lovely email from David. Not David who regularly uh, emails in from Scotland. This is David who lives in London, but it's from Durham. Uh, and <laughs> says, Hi Matt and Monty. Thanks for enjoyable postcards from Liverpool. You'll be pleased to know my voice has mostly recovered. More of that in a moment. And now just husky rather than high-pitched. It was lovely seeing you in Liverpool and I look forward to the next season of Second Cherry, David. Oh, David, that's oh. lovely. That's very sweet. I, I am going to be slightly cruel now. Yeah. And we did see you on the last day before the show. And yes, your voice was erratic it was ridiculous <laughs> sorry david it was hilarious you had your original throat which we all get and we all get a bit raspy but i don't know for some reason it just made you go kind of like helium squeaky as well yeah i did ask him to say follow the yellow road and he didn't so <laughs> <laughs> i said record yourself a voicemail and uh, see how you sound <laughs> and he did and I think he was quite shocked <laughs> but thank you for giving us a moment of amusement David very lovely and thank you for writing in we've also had some tweets so let's just read out uh, a selection of Ellen tweeted and said that now that ESC 2023 is over I wanted to sh- a shout out some of my favourite ESC podcasts you all make me incredibly happy and I love all your content so she named us which is lovely thank you so oh, much um, but we're an illustrious company I think uh, Aussie Vision, she named. Um, uh, Nil Points, Wind Machine Podcast, Air Vision, Think About Euro, the Euro Trip Podcast, of course, very well known, and the Euro Queens Podcast. So oh, I'm quite happy with that. Very illustrious company. Illustrious. That's very lovely. Yes. yes. Um, so thank you, Ellen. That's lovely to, uh, if you are listening. We also had a tweet from the other David who you just mentioned. That you <laughs> he says, thank you for all your podcasts over the week. Lovely last episode. And I look forward to the start of the second cherry season in June. Well, here we are, David. Here we are. <laughs> in June. Bang on time. 
<laughs> so we hope you are listening. And then also our friend Vince. Uh, he, he sort of, this is in reference to our final episode. He sort of said, fully expect to do a cry. Um, just listening now. Sounds by your voices like you had a fun week. And yes, you'll notice, dear listeners, that my voice is back to normal now. You say normal, but... I'm still fruity as hell. But. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a very good time. We did um, uh, party well, I think. In yeah. Liverpool. Did yes. a good party. We did indeed. And what a good time that was had by all. <laughs> yeah, so let's wrap up Liverpool then, because we're now looking forward and we're looking forward to Finland. So the Finnish national final was held on the 25th of February in Turku. Mm. It was the 12th year running that the UMK format has been used to select the song. It was a single show with seven songs. We got to hear all of the songs as they were released one by one um, in the run-up to the competition. Hosted by Samu Haber. In addition to performances, we also got performances by Bess. reprising her Ram Pam Pam from last year and also the 2022 Finnish Eurovision entrance The Rasmus Um, Do you know they're really going for it in Finland they're really trying to branch out and be international lots of people think UMK is developing into one of the best national finals and to try and get the audience in they had a lot of international commentary this year They had commentary in Finnish, in Swedish, in English, in Russian, in Ukrainian, in Finnish Sign Language, in Northern Sami, and in Inare Sami. Oh, wow. So that's covering a lot of bases in the region. And beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Really trying to get that international audience in, which I think is great. Yeah. That's exactly what you do. If you, you, they must know they have that audience, but also, even if you don't, put it on for people and they'll come. Yeah. And they did. It was watched by 2.1 million viewers in Finland, making it the most watched edition of UMK since its establishment in 2012. Wow, and by today's standards where audiences are segmented and divided and all that, that is crazy good. It's pretty good, pretty good. Really, really cementing its position as one of the national finals to watch. I am one of those people that thinks it's one of the best. It is absolutely just outdoing itself year upon year. They know what they're doing. They get the Wiley X radios involved. It's it's a whole process. Really, really good. And Spotify as well. I think one of the um, people selecting songs that you know they're bringing in the music industry. This feels like it's a platform for fresh artists, and I really like that. It's clear that Finland did get it right this year as well. Oh, what with Karia Cha Cha Cha? Absolutely, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like a massive televote fan favorite. Uh, the viewers voted this in top obviously it came second overall to the ring and many debates will be had about the the values of the ju- the jury system and everything but you know Lorene won by the system that everybody knew was in place so you know she's the rightful winner there is that thing though of this getting such support from the televoters i've done a little digging on its vote Even before it got out of Finland, it had huge support from the viewers. This got 52.9% of the televote and a massive 467 points in the Finnish televote. Now, it's weighted 75% televote and 25% jury 
hmm, maybe that's a model for Eurovision. I don't know. But it got an enormous amount of votes, 122,822 votes. The nearest next song got 32,618 votes. So we're looking at 90,000 votes mm. difference. Absolutely massive, massive difference. He caught fire, you know, and, and it's, it's the same. It's quite a simple concept. He's visually interesting with a song that's really singable and shouty and um, in some ways a bit like Lorene's it's very you can sing along to it and you feel it his his does exactly the same thing but it's in a completely different way to totally understand why in a similar way to we eventually saw in the Eurovision final he got less support from the jury in Finland 35% of the overall potential vote he got of the um the um, jury school he got a 10 or a 12 from each international jury except for one though can you have a stab at which jury that was not Swedish no would have been UK then UK yeah. yes uh, William from uh, Wee Wee Blogs was the spokesperson for that jury and it's the only jury that marked him lower than 10 or 12 they gave him 6 okay mm, yeah. interesting yes there you go of course it did huge things at Eurovision. Second overall with 526 points. Again, I've done some digging. So it was first in its semi-final, 177 points. Sweden had 135 and was second in the semi-final. In the final, it was first in the televote uh, with 376 points and fourth in the jury with 150, uh, combining to that 526 points. But it's about how many of the potential points it scooped up. It is the second highest scoring televote song in terms of the percentage of available points it got. 84.68% of the potential points. Only Kalish Orchestra is higher, and obviously we know there were circumstances surrounding their victory. This is absolutely huge. It's the same number of points... Uh, as Salvador Sobral, but because there were more countries voting in Salvador, yeah. yeah, actually, Galia got a higher percentage of the available points. And 71.48% of his available points came from the televote. So it was a, it was mm. a big imbalance between the jury and the televote. What do you think of that, Matt? I mean, it's not surprising. You know, I think we, we talk a lot about how what does that represent and what does it mean and, and, and what does it mean for the result at Eurovision? And I do think it's a case of, what you know, we have juries in place for a reason to temper some of the batshit. I mean, this isn't that, obviously. it's all He deserves every televote point that he received. But you start on a very slippery slope if you, you know, let that go full throttle in the other way. So, uh, you know, I, I, I it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I think that the system is fine, the 50-50 vote. I do think that there is something in the fact when a song was so overwhelmingly the public's favourite and it didn't win because of the jury, maybe there's something there to have a reflect upon, but I'm not rushing to say we need to change the system. But I do think it's a one-off. We have, we've, we've had this situation before where you get jury songs and that are, you know, do well there and then dive in the televote and vice versa but I think the fact that he was so popular it's kind of a bit of a 
it's not going to happen every year. It's just not going to happen like this. So I think it, it, we have to temper that a little bit. It is like, let's not throw the baby out of the bathwater, you know. Yeah. So we think the right song won in Finland. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I think it was so clearly going to do well. And I'm so pleased that he got second and is so beloved by the public. A new Eurovision star is born regardless. Absolutely. Song number one then is Robin Pakalen with Girls Like You. Monty, Robin, thoughts? I quite like this. It's a sort of funky little disco number. Um, he's climbing over some foamy things. Uh, <laughs> I've got the colours. Actually, there's like some browns and oranges and creams here. And it looks a little bit like the colours of the, the gay bear flag. Oh, yeah. yeah. It did look a bit like that. I'm mm. down for that. I'm absolutely down He was that. jumping all around on it like a big bear belly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a kind of trampoline in the middle because yeah. there's just a few tricks. It's a bit like what Italy were doing, sort of bouncing up and down in the background, but, you know, more prominent and actually with a bit more of a purpose. Yeah. I mean, also, he's dressed like Willy Wonka in a purple suit. Um... I quite like the purple. A sort of high-necked polo neck, uh, glittery polo neck, and a long trench coat in purple. A little bit like... Nicky French had in Lilac. Yes, actually. Maybe less vintage, though. (laughs) It's kind of about, um, you know, he's talking about girls like you, and he's talking about being beguiled by some girl. That's probably going to be wrong for him. Um, But, you know, he's quite enjoying the sort of, you know, being enraptured for a while. I mean, there's nothing lyrically groundbreaking here. There's nothing musically groundbreaking at all. But it is jolly. Yeah, I mean, he's a bit of a Butlin's Benjamin Ingrosso. If <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the nicest possible way, it's just because he's just slightly more camp and slightly just more fun and sort of probably more more made for kids rather than teenagers. Um, a in... purple coat needs to be a red coat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the stage, I think, is um, not to mix my references here, but it's a very Super Mario Brothers, like the rounded edges. It's almost like... It's what the clouds are on Super Mario Brothers, the computer game. Monty's shaking his head. Blank face. It's um, yeah, no, it's very camp, very light touch, fun, and um, yeah, glad it came to the selection. The next song is called "Evil Minin," overpowered by Kuma.
Matt, what do you think of this? Uh, minimal staging here for mm. Kuma. Um, he's standing on... <laughs> the difference is stark with these two next to each other, with Robin and Kuma, because he, he's standing on flimsy IKEA furniture, um, <laughs> which looks a bit odd when you, the bigness of just what came before it. But uh, look, you know, um, the song is playing into that 80s retro sound, which, like so many are doing lately... I'm not sure it's the best version of this genre, especially in this national final. There's another song, if you ask me. Um, but I do really enjoy like his sort of Nick Cayman 80s vibes. He's kind of got the black tight shirt and the sort of greased hair to the side. And it seems very, you know, this vibe in the 80s, which was a young teen lost in the disco. Um, I love that. And sang really quite confidently, like good Good job, mate. Yeah, it came fifth, so not amazing, but solid performance, solid song. It's one of those songs where you're kind of in search of your lost lover. You know, it's a very well-trodden theme at Eurovision. Um, but in this, he's, uh, he's singing, uh, you told me that you'd be back someday, but I can't just sit here and wait. I've decided I'm going to find you again, no matter what it takes. So off he goes. There's a sort of, there's a mountain um, image backdrop on it as well so you know not only is he on an endless highway but they've decided to put that highway over some rough terrain for him <laughs> poor bugger it's quite to, stark is the, is the lover worth all of this <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> um, but no I quite like the presentation it's a very simple band set up as well you've got drummer on one plinth the guitarist on the other and him singing in the middle and it's got nice blues and some silhouettes on the backdrop so yeah nice 80s vibe to it I like it song number three then is No Business on the Dance Floor by Kira. I'm so impressed with Kira. Thoughts? She's sassy. Mm. I like her. Um, there's a start. There's a silhouette at the start of this where the black backdrop is blue, and she's a sort of black silhouette. And it reminds me of those really early adverts for um, iPods and Apple. Those like contrasting adverts. Um, and she's uh, she's joined by four dancers. You know, she's kind of you know it's saying you know you come on you're on the dance floor you've got to give it some you know otherwise um you you go nowhere you've, you've got, got no business, business being on the dance floor. <laughs> exactly. exactly that um yeah it's it's really jolly it's really up tempo and it's fun pop I kind of feel she needs a little bit more performance experience to pull off what she's going for but I like her I like the the overall impression of this the video is great I think yeah she sings it flawlessly. I, I think and I think she's got other dancers around her doing lots of business around her she's got her own full choreo routine to, to remember and to pull off and she does but you can sort of see at times it's a lot for her she's doing she's doing the choreo she's singing live she doesn't hit a, a bad note that I can remember you know it's all solid it's just it's a it's everything it just goes to show how hard this is but she's done it you know just concentrating too hard that's the only thing I could that's my only note that's my only note she just absolutely nailed it 
perform to the camera a little bit more. I think it's an excellent song. It's a bit like flimsy pop, or maybe it's been a little bit unkind, but I think it's fun pop, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love her. I really hope she comes back because she can sing and there's so much more she can do. You can just see it. In her encouragement to whoever it is that she's bidding to dance better, uh, she has the line, swing it like Harry Potter. I'm sorry, she's evoked J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Cancelled! <laughs> next! <laughs> the next song we're going to listen to is called Hoidamut, Take Care of Me, by Benjamin. This is liquid sex. I mean, well, no, it's submissive sex. Um, <laughs> the lyrics is, you can't get away from it. It is what it is, uh, which I think is the song's downfall. And the reason why this came last in seventh place, it's just very, very uh, acute sexual uh, presentation. He's dressed in just sort of head to toe, sort of red rubber, which is obviously quite sexual. The lyrics is basically saying, just come on, daddy, like, come, come to me, daddy. And he says, I surrender to my body. Take me as you please. Take me to heaven and up. Hey, baby, do what you want to do or do what you got to do. Take care of me. I just, it's just pure sex. And it's a brave choice in a, essentially you've got families voting for you, trying to get some votes, but I'm not going to mark people down for being sexually positive you know and sex positive and and putting it out there this is my fave song of the year if you discount Lorraine this is my favorite song of the national final season and of Eurovision I adore this and I'm quite happy that we got it on the BBC Monty when we did our little thing with oh Mercy yes <laughs> we mentioned it on that little um show that we did with BBC Merseyside and you got a clip of it played yeah fantastic well done for getting this onto <laughs> onto the hallowed airways of the BBC <laughs> brackets regional yeah <laughs> I love this as well I mean the, the the lyrics I think you know I've seen a translation of the, the title as take care of me and also as um, just do me so I think when it says take care of me it is in that sense of sort me out babes yeah I think so <laughs> he's gagging for it actually and I quite like that you know we, we, we've talked before we quite like that kind of sexual sound in a in a song um, he's mincing around some neon poles uh, that are uh, revolving on the dance floor there's a bit of suggestive hand movement going up and down one of them at one point <laughs> and then there's a dancer comes on and um, he drops to his knees while the dancer holds out the microphone to him it's and, very well I mean that's like that's that's being you know <laughs> that's being done in he's doing a bit of bukkake in a dark room isn't it <laughs> I was going to say, like, a phallic moment, but yeah, okay. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> it's hugely 80s as well. I love it. It's just unabashedly 80s, and I, it just really works for me. I would have done something with the hair, though. 
his hairstyle is better in the video and in the video actually he's kind of in a he's in a greenhouse and he's sort of taking these kind of glass cloches off plants and in inhaling the perfume of the plants so sort of becoming intoxicated by it so it's all adding to that heady atmosphere but his hairstyle i think looks better and i don't want to knock him for how he looks but um in this performance well he's a bit lauren harry's yes Yes, and yeah, I thought like a, a 1920s porcelain doll hair style, kind of a bit incongruous with his overt sexual... Yeah, hair. he looks like he's sort of in the flush of his first sexual experience. Yes. And, yeah. Yes, that is actually, he's given quite young vibes, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Mm. Do you think that's the downfall of this song? Because it, it did come last... And when you put it up against, say, the sex of Karia, which is completely different, it's not intrusive, it's slightly geeky and introverted sexual energy, if you're you're going to talk about sexual energy, not that everything has to be about that, but because this is so overtly, do you think when you play it up against the other things in when it was about, everything was a little more understated, and so he was just too thrust forward? Thrust, you say. <laughs> There's a bit of thrusting going on. I think you're right, actually. I think for the average audience, for a mixed audience, uh, watching this as a primetime TV show, that might have been the downfall. I mean, when you've got two hoary old monstrous hounds like us, we lap it up. We like this kind of thing. But, you know, yes, I think there is a bit of um, taste and decorum uh that's maybe a little bit too much for you know yes. your saturday night viewers in turco turco yeah yeah i mean we are lacking in decorum we, we just have to admit that on this podcast absolutely <laughs> we're filth <laughs> the next song is called sama taivasta katsustan we look at the same sky and it's by the portion boys Matt, what do you think of these boys' portions? <laughs> I think they're fun, but cheap. <laughs> um, no, look, it's, I think there's sort of quite basic songwriting going on here, mixed up with some very odd personalities on stage, but I love it. Um, they've got a drummer that's on this segue. Drummer, it's like a drum kick come segue. Uh, it's been modified. Really weird, but it works for them. Why wouldn't it? The crowd in the audience, this gives an indication of how popular this band are because there was multiple uh, shots of the crowd singing along, knowing this word for word, arms up in the air, screaming along. Um, They're a known band and they're doing what they do really well, which I think is so important and the reason why they've done, they did quite well. They, They came second in UMK. So, you know, that's a lesson do what you do and do it well and you know you come out on top almost you come second but yeah. and I think this is a song that the Finnish audience can relate to as yeah. well because a little bit like Carrier where there is a hint of the the, the Finnish psyche and the, the you know the Finnish 
way of doing things. This is in here as well. It's a, it's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek song about Finnish identity or, more precisely, the, the lack of public recognition of anything that's stereotypically Finnish. There's a lot of the lyrics that are talking about how different countries have these kind of, you know, images or, you know, ideas associated with them. They're talking about the, the British love for tea drinking. They're talking about knocking sangria back in Spain and talking about, you know, the hangover from these beach parties that will happen in different places. Um, and they're basically saying, well, in Finland, we just kind of, you know, we're just quite silent and, you know, we don't really say much. And there is that sense. Yeah. Of, you know, there's a cultural thing of Finns, you know, they don't make small talk. They, you know, they only talk about something that's of value to, to say. Um, and I think it's having a bit of a send-up of that um, in a completely madcap performance. The performance is a little bit over the top for me, um, but I can't help but smile when I watch it as well. So, yeah. And this was the song that came second. So this was the, the song that came closest to Garia, but not close at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's our five Finnish possible songs. Which one is going to be chosen? Well, you'll find out after the return of this. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So this is the section of the show where we just like to shine some positivity. We like to reflect on something that's made us happy in the Eurovision-speaking world. And, well, we couldn't really kick off the new season without reflecting on the amazingness of Liverpool. I mean, we've said we're going to close the chapter on Liverpool, but really it's hard to do that when it's still here and around us. It's the Liverpool effect, I think, that we particularly want to highlight because since Eurovision, we've seen a record number of Eurovision songs in the charts. In the UK. In the UK. We've seen um, Laureen suddenly asked to perform at one of the big festivals that happened uh, this weekend, um, Mighty Hoopla. And so we're seeing the Eurovision impact in popular culture in a way that I don't think we have really before. And it was it was it was supercharged and sort of kickstarted by Sam Ryder last year. And this kind of felt as a continuation of it. And media now is still talking about Eurovision. It's still sort of in the waters the news water supply. Um it just feels like the circus came to town left but it's still kind of presence is sort of still felt um i've not really had post eurovision depression kick in properly and i think the bbc are so proud of it because we have these these kind of little interstitial videos that you get that show between programs the bbc doesn't show adverts so you know they'll do promos for their own programs or they reflect on something about the values of the bbc and they've been showing side by side footage from the coronation, their big event a week before Eurovision, and Eurovision as a showcase of what the BBC does well. They are immensely proud of this production, and so they should be. But we love the fact that this has had such a positive impact on UK culture. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So, Monty, just one more thing to do, and that is to announce our Finnish cherry. So what is it this year? What have we chosen? 
Well, the Finnish cherry this year is... Benjamin with Hoidamut. Yama. Do you know, I just want to say the title as well. And when I hear it, Hoidamut, it sounds like a Geordie phrase, Hoidamut, which means like, chuck them out, get rid of them. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I keep hearing in my head when I hear it. (laughs) So Benjamin with Hoidamut is the finished cherry. Our first cherry for 2023. I am so happy about this. I knew that I was going to... This was my pick, and I wondered whether the rest of the team would go for it. And um, so I'm very happy about this. I think it's a great song. And I don't know. I think it might be okay. It might do quite well in our Cherry Live event. Well, let's see. We put the songs out there, and you... Our listeners vote on them and the people who come to our live event. It's not our choice of what wins, it is yours. And you'll have the chance to vote later in the season. And hopefully some of you will get to the live event, which will be in London on Friday the 13th. Oh, Friday the 13th of October. Is it? Yeah. Okay, that's the date then. (laughs) (laughs) That's the day of the uh, Eurofest after next. There's one in July and then there's one in October. And that's when Second Cherry will be. Yes, indeed. Get it in your diaries. You should also contact us if you disagree with our choices or if you think we have missed a song off the list that we should have discussed. You can contact us on Twitter at Second Cherry, Instagram at Second underscore Cherry and Facebook Second Cherry Podcast. You can also email us at... Hello! At secondcherry.vision. That's... Hello! At secondcherry.vision. So how are we doing? Let us know. Talk to us, because we're back on the air now. So we'll read them out every week and, yeah, start talking to us again, guys, because I, I, it's my favourite part when people write in. I'm like, what are they going to say? Are they going to kill us for getting something heinously wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, we do love to hear from you. You are mostly lovely. Um, yeah, most, almost all the correspondence we get is lovely. If you hate us, then, you know, piss off. Don't write. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, do it. I'll read it out. I'll read it out. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. We will be back next week with a special episode. And you'll find out why next week. Bye. See you later.